All right, and good morning. We are glad that you are here today. Are you glad to be in the house of the Lord? Amen. Amen. Yeah, we, listen, hey, we done did this once this morning, and it was fun. So we're looking forward to having more fun, just more fun. Thank you for making church a priority on the very first Sunday of 2022. And I haven't done this thing in a while. Um, I think was dead. And so if I do something weird, just ignore it today, okay? Y'all do a really good job of ignoring me, so... No, that didn't come out right. Anyway, we're really glad um, that you are here and back for 2022. And we're starting a brand new series, and I really, I really just like the theme and all that it is. Um, so back a couple of months ago, uh, God gave me an idea for a theme uh, series to kick off 2022. I knew we wanted to do like the vision thing, and so, you know, looking forward to this year. And then God gave me this idea about cruising Route 22, and of course... We're moving into 2022, so how are we going to cruise 2022? And the small print there, I'm not sure you can read it or not, but in small print it says 2022, driving and thriving with Jesus at the wheel. So as we start this new year, and if we know anything from 2020, it was kind of challenging, wasn't it? And then if we know anything from 2021, well, yes, it was challenging too. And so we probably can assume that 2022 is going to be a bit of a challenge. But the good news is we have a God who is up to the challenges of 2022. And, you know, someone someone asked me a question, and my answer was involved, you know, the scripture in, in one thirty Psalm 139, where it says, you know, all our days are planned before a single one is lived. In other words, as you approach 2022, you've got the confidence that knowing that God is already there. No matter what January or February or July or December holds, you've got the confident assurance that there is a God, the God you love, the God that you serve, and the God who loves you. He is already in your 2022. So we're going to look at how we can approach 2022 with Jesus at the wheel, driving and thriving. And then, it's so cool, you know, I, I, I kind of came up with that theme. I said, now, Lord, I need a verse. I need a verse. And so I do what logical preachers do. I start, you know, Googling chapter 2s and chapter 22s and verse 22s. And boy, it wasn't long before this one popped up. This is the perfect verse for this series. Now, listen. And it's the perfect verse for your 2022. It's the perfect verse for the series, but it's a perfect verse for your 2022. Here it is down at the bottom of the screen there. I decided, this is Paul writing to the church at Corinth, and that's what the whole sermon's about today, okay? I decided, I determined, I like that word determined, I determined to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And now if you can see the speed limit, you've got your worship app open, it's there, okay? With the speed limit sign says, slow down, speed limit, 1 Corinthians 2, 2. Do you get it? 22, 2, 2. Do you follow that? Yeah, yeah. And this is a great verse. It's a great life verse. Maybe beyond this year, it might be a great life verse for you if you don't have one already. I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. So that's what we want to look at. We want to look at as we go forward this whole month, as we go forward into 2022, um, how can we best do life? And the answer is with Jesus Christ. That, that's the answer of it all, of it all. Now, here's what happens. Um, Paul is writing to the church at Corinth. He wrote two letters uh, that we have, and that's 1 Corinthians and 2 Corinthians, okay? Now, here's the deal. It's, it's quite interesting. 
Corinth was a mega city. Um, there were 650,000 people that lived in Corinth. And it's interesting, um, it was destroyed and rebuilt, okay? But 650,000 people lived in, uh, in Corinth. And the twisty thing is, 250,000 of them were free people and 400,000 were slaves. What a mixed up and crazy society. Because of its location, it was kind of sandwiched between two ports. And so it was a very wealthy city. Um, it, it loved and thrived on wisdom. And that played a big deal in how Paul wrote the church to the church when he established it. When he wrote back to the church, it played a really big deal in that. They were, they were really into wisdom. And then, and then the third thing um, is this, that they really were an immoral society. Um, there was 12 temples in Corinth. Uh, the most infamous one was Aphrodite's, and it was the goddess of love. And they employed a thousand, don't you love this, a thousand sacred prostitutes for those who chose to worship at that temple. So it was just a crazy, mixed-up society. They were just so hung up on wisdom. One of their, one of their historians um, said that you could find a, a man of wisdom, a man of wisdom on every street corner, on every street, and his job was to tell you his solution to the problems of the world. It's, we call them politicians, but, but they called him man of wisdom. Um, thank you for that laughter. We appreciate it very much. Very good. <laughs> very much. But anyway, so Corinth was a very, listen, Corinth was a very difficult city to live in. Corinth, now hang on, Corinth was a city of distractions. Now, you know, Paul comes in, he establishes this church, and imagine the culture, you know, all the, all the prom, uh, improv, sexual impurity, um, and all of that going on, and, and, and there you are, a brand new believer, Okay. Now, here's the deal. When I look at that, I see our culture. I see our culture. Um, we are a, an affluent society. We're an affluent society. Um, we have a lot of gods, and a lot of them involve things that we own, materialism, those kind of things, position and power and authority and all those things. Um, and we certainly are a crazy culture right now with, with the sexual thing going on in our culture. So we see a lot of Corinth, okay, in. So as Paul, as Paul tells the Corinthian church, this is how you live. This is why I came. This is how you should live. It's a perfect example of what we should do in 2022. So Paul starts out in 1 Corinthians 2, 1, okay? He starts out and says, when I came to you, and keep in mind, he came to, to Corinth to start a church, of which he did. And now he's writing back to help them in their faith. So when I came to you, brothers and sisters... Announcing the mystery of God to you. So, so he came. Imagine now this crazy culture, 12 temples, Aphrodite's, temple prostitutes. Everybody's wrapped up in wealth. Everybody's wrapped up in wisdom. God is not on the scene. He walks into that culture. And he says, when I came to you, I came to proclaim and announce the mystery of God to you. And that really caused me to stop and think. So here's how it played out. I'm thinking about, so the mysteries of God. You know, it's been said that, 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 you know, God is a mysterious God. And that's absolutely true. Um, he is. But when I thought about these words, the mystery of God to you, I thought about the mystery of his love. I'm so glad Dave sang that song. Your, your love never gives up. It never fails. It never runs out on me. It's one of the great things about God. And, and the mysterious thing is why would a God of creative power, why would a God love us? 
Why, why, would, why would God go to the extreme measures he did just because he loved us? We weren't worthy of love, and yet God sends his love. How mysterious is that? And literally, the second thing I thought about was Jesus. Why, why, would, why would God send Jesus down and be born in Bethlehem, and the sole purpose, now you just heard this at Christmas, the sole purpose of the cradle was the cross. He came and was born so that he could ultimately grow up, live a sinless life, of course, and die on a Roman cross, resurrecting on the third day. What a great mystery is that. Why would God love us so much that he sent his son? And then, why would God include everybody? Why would God extend the invitation to everybody? I mean, you know, if you go to church and stuff and you, and you don't do certain things, you kind of go, well, yeah, well, I'm pretty good, okay? I, you know, I, it's easy for me to understand why, why, you know, why God would send Jesus for me because I'm pretty good. But the rest of these people in the world, I don't know about the, the drug addicts and the alcoholics and the abusers and the pedophiles and all those really bad people. I, boy, why would he do that? And the crazy thing is, and I mean this happened today, this happened this morning. As I was studying my notes, I realized what I'd written down about his love, his son, and his invitation was John 3, 16. I mean, I did not mean to do it. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. How amazing is the mysteries of God. And that's why I asked David to sing Behold the Wondrous Mystery today. Let, let me read the first two segments to you. Come behold the wondrous mystery in the dawning of the King. He, the theme of heaven's praises. Now there's a hint there of something you're going to learn or perhaps get your memory refreshed. He, the theme of heaven's praises, robed in frail humanity. In our longing and in our darkness, now the, the light of life has come. Look to Christ who condescended, who, who left heaven and came down, who condescended, he took on flesh to ransom us. A guy, a guy named Craig Lonenbrawl said this, to begin... To begin to, actually, let me rephrase that. He wrote, to understand the mysteries of God, we must move past the logic of men. Now, here's, here's what I want to tell you right now. This year, this year, as you navigate, if you're going to navigate 2020, and if you want Jesus on board with you, if you want to drive and thrive with Jesus at the will, this is significant. You need to understand that you're going to have to get past the logic of men. We live in a culture, okay, where God is just not a part right now in the vast majority of it. And it's not moving, it's not moving closer to God, it's moving further away from God. Now again, I believe, I believe culture is going to reach this tipping point, and a lot of people are going to say, okay, that didn't work, what will? And the answer is Jesus Christ. It's the gospel of Jesus Christ. But right now, culture is still moving away from God. So in 2022, write this down if you're taking notes. In 2022, you can expect, you should expect, your faith to be attacked like never before. We are in an unfriendly, hostile witness 
environment in America right now. So be prepared for your faith to be attacked. And here's the deal. You've got to know what you believe. You've got to know what, you know, you say, well, I believe Jesus is the Son of God. Well, why do you believe that? And what does that mean? And what does that entail? You need to know that. Okay? So today, that is what we're going to talk about. We're going to look at this and say, listen, we're going to understand that if we're going to understand the mysteries of God, we've got to move past the logic of men. We've got to be ready to say, you know, I know you think that's not logical, but me, it makes perfect sense. Now, I stuck in the word, begin, to begin to understand, because I think the mysteries of God are so great, we cannot understand them. But we can begin to understand them. And that's the challenge that I want to present to you today. Now, to better understand, again, if you want Jesus driving your life, if you want to drive and thrive in 2022 with Jesus at the wheel, you need to understand, who is this Jesus? Who is this Jesus? And what we learn in John chapter 1, verses 1, 2, 3, and 14, what we're going to learn this morning is who this Jesus is. Um, I was reading, I reread it, and the numbers were big, and I didn't get it all down. But here's what it boils down to. About, about 40 or 50% of people who attend church about twice a month, okay, um, believe that Jesus was created and started existence in Bethlehem. They believe that Jesus was created and started existence in Bethlehem. And that is so not true. That is so not true. And that's what we're going to talk about uh, in the Gospel of John. Now, John wrote his Gospel for the purpose of helping us know and understand and believe in Jesus. So he starts out logically in John 1-1 with these words. You know, he says, in the beginning. Now, let me stop right there. In the beginning. Now, that was not Jesus' beginning, okay? It wasn't, certainly wasn't God's beginning. That was for our beginning. He's talking about creation. It's a time reference for us. It puts, in, it, puts it in terms so we can grasp it and understand it. We, we are so befogged by eternity past. I mean, go on and on and on and on and on. Kind of like his love. And on, okay? Go that way and you still won't find the beginning of God because God had no beginning. And then, and then you go this way and you go on and on and on and on and on. And you can't find the end of God because God has no ending. And that's difficult for us to understand. You get our arms around. So John helps us by saying, in the beginning, a time reference... A time reference, in the beginning was, here's that key word, we see it three times, word, and the word was with God, and the word, here it is, was God, he, now we have a, a pronoun, he was with God in the beginning. This is so full, so full. You see the word, word, isn't that catchy? You see the word, word, okay? And we know that the word of God that we have, we're so blessed to have here, especially, again, Western culture, we own, most of us own multiple copies of the word of God. You know, the word of God is God's final revelation to us. If you want to know, go, go about God, don't Google God. You, I mean, Google God if you want to, but be prepared for a bunch of stuff. But if you really want to know the truth about God, you read the word of God, okay? In that, you know, God reveals himself. The whole story from Genesis to Revelation is a story of redemption. And it's God revealing himself to us for the purpose that we can get to know him. But what's really kind of amazing is that this is a name for Jesus. And it's a great name for Jesus. Okay? Um, over, over in, I think it was John chapter, yeah, John chapter um, 8. Okay? We have, you know, we have Philip saying, you know, who, um, 
So, so who, can you show the Father to us so we would know him? And Jesus said, wait, 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 Philip. He says, listen, if you've seen the Father, you've seen me. So here's what we're learning. Here's what we're learning here. Is that Jesus didn't begin in Bethlehem. We, we clearly see that when creation was taking place, he and the Father and the Holy Spirit were there. Okay? It didn't start in Bethlehem. And we also are learning that not only he was with God, but the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Now, it's really cool. See that word God? It's a really important word. If you go back to Genesis 1-1 in the Hebrew, okay, you remember what the Genesis 1-1 says? In the beginning, God. Yeah, in the beginning, God. And that word God in the Hebrew is the word Elohim, Elohim. And what's interesting is it's plural. It's plural. Again, teaching us that it just wasn't God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. They were all there. They were all there. In fact, if you look at Genesis 1, 26, okay, you know, when God's getting ready to create man, yeah, interesting, here's what he says. Here's what he says. Hey, let's make man, let's, let's, plural, let's make man in our image. Our image. So, again, teaching us, nailing it down, that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. So the Jesus that you need to take in 2022 was born in Bethlehem. That certainly was not His beginning. As far as you go this way, He's God. As far as you go this way, He's God. Jesus is God. Jesus is is God. So what's our teaching point? Our teaching point simply says this. While Bethlehem was the birth of the incarnate Christ. Now, that again, that's God becoming flesh. God becoming flesh. While Bethlehem was the birth of the incarnate Christ, it was not his beginning. It was not his beginning. From eternity past to eternity future, he is I am. He is I am. Now, you remember back when Moses and God were having this conversation about Moses leading the children of Israel um, out, of, out of Egypt? Okay? Then, then, you know, Moses goes, but God, I have a question. So when, these, when I get there and these people say, so who exactly sent you? Okay? We're about to tell them. And God said, tell them, I am that I am sent you. And I am is one of the powerful names of God. And every time, every time Jesus used that in the New Testament, he's affirming his deity. Amen. You know, you know when, when he would say, for, as an example, you know, as God, I am the door. As God, I am the resurrection and the life. As God, I am the way, the truth, and the life. As God, I am the bread of life. As God, I am the living water. As God, I am the good shepherd. So he's affirming the fact that he is God. So write it down, burn in your heart, that the God who wants to go with you into the 2022 is Jesus. Okay? Jesus is God. He didn't start in Bethlehem. You know, the Trinity has existed as far as you can go that way. And you can't, can't even get your arms around it. And as far as you go that way, Amen. Jesus, God, the Holy Spirit have existed. All right? So then we have John 1.3. John 1.3. He says this. 
All things. Somebody say all things. Don't go by that too fast. All things were created through him, the word. And of course we know that's Jesus now. So all things were created. So not only was Jesus in the beginning, he was the agent of creation. He was active in the beginning. All things were created through him and apart from him, separate from him, not one thing was created that has been created. So, so he was active and is active in creation. So look up tonight, when you, if, it's, if the sky's clear, look up and look at the stars. Uh, that was Jesus. Look, look at, if you look in the, um, probably the southwestern sky, there's a bright, bright planet there. It's Jupiter. That was Jesus. We, we got to see several beautiful sunsets on the beach at Panama City this past week. Uh, yep, that was Jesus. In fact, you know what? Here's the deal. You know, I'm kind of a clean freak about my car. So when you go to Florida, you're going to get sand. You know, Florida, sand, sand, Florida. And so, so I'm coming back, and I stop at a rest area. And I look down at the mat, and there's quite a bit of sand there. And so I said, I think I will dump that out. And so I, I pick it up and jump it out. And I've been studying this sermon. And I jumped the sand out, and it occurred to me, now listen, that every grain of sand, friend, every, let this soak in, don't run by it, every grain of sand was created by Jesus. That's the power. That's the beauty of the Lord Jesus Christ. All things were created through him and apart from him not one thing was created that was created. Paul said it like this in Colossians chapter 1 verse 16 and 17. He said for everything. Somebody said everything. I want you to get this. Everything. I mean Jesus Jesus is everything and made everything, and that's why you've got to take him with you in 2022. You don't want to take a little boxy God. You want a God who speaks and things are. You, you, want, you want a God you, you know, who speaks and things happen. Okay? So, for everything was created by him. Okay? In heaven and on earth. So you look up the stars, you see the planets, you see the solar system. Yep, that was Jesus. And on earth, the beautiful mountains, the streams, the rivers, the oceans. Yep, that's all Jesus. Okay, visible and the invisible. Visible things that are too big to miss. They're too big to miss. You know, that's Jesus. Things that are so small we can't see them. Yep, that's Jesus too. Whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all of that... He's in charge of all of that. And yet, that's Jesus. All things have been created through him. In other words, he was the active agent and for him. All, listen, all of the, see, we think earth was created for us. But earth was created for him. To declare his glory. What does the Bible say? The heavens declare the glory of God. The heavens declare the glory of God. So all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and that's a statement of preeminence. He is the number one, number one thing, okay? He is before all things, and by him, all things hold together. That's really big. In fact, that's one you should have just written down. See, some of you are pretty sure the world's falling apart. Am I right? If, if, 20, if 2020 didn't show you... Then 2021 certainly did. And we're all pretty sure that 2022 is going to look a lot like 2021. And we're going, this whole thing's falling apart. Don't believe it. 
Well, Dwayne, why do you say that? Because my God and your God, my Savior and your Savior, hold all things together. Hold all things together. Let me tell you when this thing's going to fall apart. When he says so. Not when science says so. Not when the government says so. Not when your checkbook says so. Not when your social security says so. It's going to fall apart when he says so. We have a song we sing. He's got the whole world in his hands. He's got the whole world. You understand the theology of that? Do you understand the theology? He's got this thing. I write it every way. He's got this. He's got this thing. You Listen, you, you're going to move into 2022 as much of it as God gives you, and you want to thrive, drive and thrive with Jesus at the wheel. Make sure that Jesus that you take in and who's driving the wheel, that he is God, and that he's got this. Amen. You can face 2022 if you know and believe. He's got this. He's got this. He is before all things, and by him all things Exist. Now, he moves on down now to John chapter 1, verse 14, back in John's gospel. This is where we get just a little bit of clarity. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Hmm, we know who that is. We observed his glory, the glory as the one and only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. There's just a couple of really key things here. See right there where it says, The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Literally, in the Hebrew, I'm sorry, in the Greek, that is tabernacle. To tabernacle with us. To pitch a tent with us. And and it's the idea of Shekinah glory. It's the glory of God that would fill the tabernacle. See, to John's readers, this made perfect sense because they knew the story of the tabernacle and how the glory of God would fill the tabernacle. And he says, this Word... This word became flesh and tabernacled in all his glory amongst us. And so cool where he says, we observed his glory, the glory as the one and only son from the father. You know when that happens? See, see, John is not saying we generically. He's saying we, John and James and Peter. You remember the story in the Bible where, where Jesus looks at Peter, James and John and says, hey, come up with me on the mountain." And they get up there, and they take a little nap. They wake up, and there before them is Jesus transformed. I mean, he is glowing. His glory has just overwhelmed the air. He's glowing. And there is Moses and Elijah there also. And when John says, we observe, he means literally. Dude, he said, dude, dude, I know what I'm talking about. I saw it with my own eyes. We observed His glory. The glory as the one and only Son from the Father. And He's full of grace. And He's full of truth. You know what grace is. Grace is God's unmerited favor. It's a gift from God. Okay? We get that. But the truth is, here's the deal. Truth is the reality. The word literally means reality. And the reality is, we are lost and hell bound without a Savior. None of us are good enough to make it to heaven. But the grace of God makes that possible. So so he's full of truth. He won't lie to you. He'll tell you the truth. You need a Savior. And then he says, the good news is, I am He. I am He. And He offers to forgive our sins. To forgive our sins. Um, J.I. Packer wrote this. It's pretty good. 
the Almighty appeared on earth. And this really paints Christmas well. The Almighty appeared on earth as a helpless human baby, needing to be fed and changed and taught to talk like any other child. The more you think about it, the more staggering it gets. Nothing in fiction is so fantastic as this truth. That on Christmas Day, a little tiny baby was born. God, creator God, takes on human flesh. A baby that needs to be changed, taught to talk, and nurtured and cared for. And he grows up as the Savior of the world and dies on a Roman cross and resurrects on the third day. There's nothing more fantastic than that truth. Well, finally, we get back to, to Paul in 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians 2, 1, the second part. Remember he said, you know, when I came to you, I, I proclaimed the mysteries of God. And here's how he did it. Um, I did not come with brilliance of speech or wisdom. Now, why is that so important? Well, one thing is, when we can remember this, if people don't understand what we're saying, they're not going to get it. We are not going to impress people with our big words and, and, and deep theological terms that they don't understand. See, you know what I think I love about Jesus? Jesus just laid it out there. Jesus taught so often with stories because he wanted to communicate truth. And, and Paul says, when I came to you, I came to you not with brilliance of speech. And that problem is this. See, the Corinthians valued wisdom, but in a wrong way. And Paul was so afraid that if he came in that wisdom, it would cloud the gospel. And he didn't want to cloud the gospel. He said, he said I came in simplicity. I came in humility. You know, I, I guess I forgot this verse, and I can't remember the reference, to be honest with you, but you know what they said about Paul? He wasn't a good preacher. He writes good, but he couldn't speak good. So he comes in this, this humility. And that's what we need in 2022. We need to come in humility. Alan Redpath says this, you know, the best place for any Christian can be in is to be totally destitute and totally dependent upon God. I like that. Let me tell you again. The best place any Christian can be, can be in, is to be totally destitute and totally dependent upon God. Now, he's not talking about poverty. When he says to be totally destitute, he's not talking about that. But he is talking about being self-destitute. See, when we think we can, we don't need God. Amen. When we think we can, we're saying we don't need God. And he said the best place for us to be is to be you know, totally destitute of self. We reach a point where we understand self won't get it done. Self won't get it done. And when that happens, totally dependent upon God. That God, as I enter 2022, as I, as I cruise Route 22, Jesus, I want you to know something. I want you at the will. I'm going to mess it up, sure as the world. So I want you, I want you to be at the will. It's so, it's so powerful. And finally, we get down this, this key verse in 1 Corinthians 2.2. 2. He said, you know, I have, I decided, I really like the word determined. Um, I, I decided, I determined to know nothing. To know nothing. See, I am not, 
I'm not going to let the Corinthian culture distract me. I, I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be distracted by things. I'm not going to be distracted by popularity. I'm not be distracted by wealth. I'm not going to be distracted by those things. I have determined. He said, when I go through 2022, Paul said, I have determined to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ. He's all that matters. I'm determined. In this culture, in this culture of everything ism called Corinth, I want you to know something. When I came to you, I came determined to know only one thing, and that was Jesus Christ. Now, folks, I'm going to lay it out there for you, plain as I can. That needs to be our attitude in 2022. Amen. We have allowed the church. I know we live in a tempting culture. We live in a, a sensory overload culture. I know that. Wayne knows that. I struggle with that. Our goal for 2022 needs to be, I know nothing but Jesus. Amen. The Son of God. God in the flesh. My Savior, my Lord, my King, my Priest. I determined to know any, nothing except Jesus Christ. And here's what's interesting. When Paul throws out this, in Him crucified. You see, the deal was, the deal was, is that crucifixion was shame. And, and Jesus says, uh, and Paul said about Jesus, I want to know him, but I also want to know and embrace the fact that he's been crucified. Yes, yes, the big part of that is salvation, that he was crucified for me and for you to pay for our sins. I get that, I understand that, but there's more here. Paul says, I don't care. What culture says about Jesus, I'm staying with him. Amen. I don't care. I don't care if people think people think I'm crazy. I, I don't care if they think the gospel's crazy. I am sticking with Jesus. Amen. I refuse in 2022 in a culture that's going radically in the opposite direction. I want you to know I'm standing with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I'm not ashamed of him. I am not ashamed of him. Now listen. The reason that's important is it's good preaching, but the reason it's important is because you need Jesus at the wheel. Amen. And the more you can recognize who he is and what he's done, the more he'll be strong in your life. Amen. The more he'll carry you and guide you through the year um, that is coming up. Uh, William Barclay um, said this, you know, the tragedy of life and of the world is not that men do not know God. Now, that is a tragedy. That, that is a tragedy. The tragedy of life and of the world is not that men do not know God. God, the tragedy is, and this is so many people who go to church, the tragedy is that knowing him, they still insist on going their own way. Wow, that's strong. It's a tragedy that the man outside these walls does not follow Christ, but a greater tragedy is when his people don't either. So in 2022, let's make the commitment, I'm going to follow Jesus. I understand that he is God. His beginning was not Bethlehem, and his end was not the cross. Ooh, that's good. I believe Jesus is God, and I want him to guide me through 2022. 20, I want him to guide me. Um, I told Nancy I was going to squeeze these in. This is, I won't preach these. don't have time. We're just out of time. Um, but, but I do want to give you three things. I, I call them distraction busters. Distraction busters. So write these down. If you've got the worship app open, they're in the worship app. 
um, but write these down, okay? It's just three verses from Paul uh, that guided his life, okay? Number one is this. It's Philippians 3.7. But everything that was gained to me, I have considered to be a loss because of Christ. So Jesus has got to be the preeminence of your life in 2022. The things that we think of gain, and you know what they are, titles, cars, houses, prestige, power, okay, all those things, everything that was a gain to me, I have considered to be a loss because of Christ. That's a distraction, Buster. When you're willing to lay everything on the altar for Jesus, that will kill distractions. The second one is Philippians 3.10. My goal, my goal is to know him and the power of his resurrection. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection. In 2022, Father, help us to know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of suffering. That no matter how our faith is attacked, we're going to stick with Jesus. No matter how our faith is attacked, we're going to stick with Jesus. And I'm willing to be conformed to his death. You know, Paul said in Galatians uh, 2.20, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And one of the greatest things that we learn to do is die to self and live unto Christ. And the third one simply is this, Romans 1.16, For I am not ashamed of the Gospels. Make it down. Write it down right now in your, in your worship event, on the paper if you're taking notes, okay? In 2022, I don't care how crazy culture gets, I am not going to be ashamed of the gospel. I am not going to be I am not going to be ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew and also to the Greek. The gospel is the hope of the world. Believing the gospel is the hope of the world. And I refuse let anything else distract me from that. You and I both know there has been a great migration for many away from, from God and church. And it's a dangerous thing. It's a dangerous thing. So I, I want to encourage you in 2022, as we drive and thrive uh, this Route 22, um, that we put Jesus at the wheel. Believe him. Believe in him. Believe him. Let him guide you. Let him direct your life. And today, if you've never trusted Jesus, hey, that all was new to you today. You know, but he was born, he, you know, God became flesh, was born a little baby. He grew up with a sinless, perfect life, willingly died on the Roman cross. They buried him, and three days later, he came back to life. And then he ascended to heaven, where he is now, and one day he's coming back. It's the greatest truth ever. It's amazing. Brother Brent will be waiting down front, and we'd love to tell you about that great truth um, today. For the rest of us who know Jesus Christ as Savior, are we willing to make the commitment to believe that Jesus Christ is God and that we're willing to follow him in 2022? No matter how difficult it gets, no matter how great the challenge, we're willing, Jesus, to follow you in 2022. As always, the altar is going to be open. If you'd like to come and pray, we've got several families that are hurting in our church. Uh, we'll be sure and pray for them. Beth Moffer's uh, mom passed away. Uh, can you continue that one? Um, uh, Michael Stewart's grandbaby was just born and is in real trouble in the hospital. But we certainly want to pray for that little baby. And there's others, too, I know. Um, a couple have um, COVID. Uh, Marsha Billman was one, and Marsha Cray was the other. And I know there's some others beyond that. Charlie Holland. And so let's continue to pray um, for that. We serve a God who cares. Amen?
All right, let's pray. Hey, Father, thank you very much for the privilege of sharing today. Jesus, thank you that you are God. You are our Savior. You are our Creator. You are Lord, your Master, and your King. And I want to pray we'll honor you in 2022 as you deserve. I pray for my friends on Facebook or, or maybe on the radio while they listen today. If there's someone there who's never trusted Jesus, may today um, be that day for them. So this time is yours, and we live in your hands. And Jesus, I pray it in your precious name. Amen.